Good evening, everybody. Am I on? Um, first off, can everybody see the TV? If you can't, you can you, you can move up if you wish, or I can try and lift it up a little bit for you. You really want to see what's on the pictures. Um, most of them have four pictures in one because I had like 1,500 pictures to go through in 17 days to fit into 45 minutes, and it's just kind of hard to do. Um, but like Brother Westover said, when he gave that message, the Holy Spirit was like, pow, and it never left me, um, and it, it's always stuck with me, and 10 or 12 years ago, I never thought I would be standing in front of people telling them what the Lord has done for me. I'm not here telling you what I've done for God. I'm telling you, I'm showing you what the Lord has done for me because of a willing heart. You just need a willing heart. And that's anybody. I didn't go to theological school. I'm not a pastor. Um, the Word of God taught me everything. That's all you need right here. So I'm going to go ahead and it's kind of like a two-part thing. So I'm going to open up with what I usually do about the Great Commission. Then I'll show you the presentation and then I'll follow up with a short message to conclude this and then we'll, we can, we'll talk in the back. But before I begin, I'd like to open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much, Lord, for allowing us to put our feet on the floor this morning, Lord, and come into your house, Lord, and pay all the allegiance to you that you have done in our lives, Father. Lord, I just ask that you be with me and and while I'm showing these people what you have done in my life and what you are doing in all these uh, far-off countries, Lord, and what a blessing it is to serve you, Lord. And I just ask that you be with these folks tonight, and I hope that this is as much of a blessing as they are to me. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, I always started everything with about the Great Commission. Uh, we had a pastor come in last year when we had our missions conference, and he talked about the sins of omission and commission. You see, when you get saved, Jesus didn't save you to sit there in a chair. The next commandment is, go ye therefore out into the world and preach to all nations. So, but then you have omission and commission, and omissions when you don't take action that you should. And commission is taking action that we shouldn't. And an example of that would be Adam and Eve eating of the fruit of the tree and they were told not to. So keep that in mind because it'll be tied in at the end. And then we go into Ezekiel 37. This is kind of a parallel in my eyes to what the missionaries are doing out in the field to uh, these other countries. You see, Ezekiel was told by God to prophesy under the dry bones in the valley because the, they were a sign of Israel, and they were spiritually dead. So God told Ezekiel to prophesy unto these bones. And eventually they started coming together, sinews and flesh were put upon them, and they stood up. But they were still spiritually dead. So God told Ezekiel to preach unto the four winds, and the winds here was a representation of the Holy Spirit. When they breathed into those dry bones, they became spiritually alive. Now that's exactly what the missionaries are trying to do out in the world. They're going and finding people that are lost, that have never had the written word of God put in front of them before. And they're teaching them about Jesus. 
And it's, it's a parallel to me exactly what Ezekiel did to these dry bones. He started preaching to them and then they accepted the Holy Ghost and they were born again. And now they're spiritually alive and they're, now it's their job to go out into the world and make more disciples. So I'm going to read you a little story and then we'll get to the presentation. Some of you, have, the last time I was here, you may remember this. With the flick of a match, friction occurs and spark leaps from match to tinder. A small flame burns the edge and it grows, fueled by air and wood. Heat builds and soon the kindling is licked by reddish-orange tongues. Higher and wider it spreads, consuming the wood. The, the flame has become a fire. Nearly 2,000 years ago, a match was struck in Palestine. At, at first, just a few in that corner of the world were touched and warmed. But the fire spread beyond Jerusalem, Judea, out into the world and to all people. The fire here is nothing other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. The missionaries that I'm going to, about to show you are spreading that fire. So he's setting unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mark 16, 15. Great Commission, Matthew 28. A commission is a commander duty given to a person according to Webster's Dictionary. In the Bible, it's a command given to disciples to go make more disciples to spread the word of Jesus Christ. And that's how you do it, by making more disciples. That's what he did to his disciples. He mentored them. Even after he came back from the dead, he still spent 40 days with them, mentoring them more. And remember 40. 40 is very important at the end. Verse 16, Then the eleven went away into Galilee, and Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Verse 17, And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Verse 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Verse 19, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. By the way, real quick, that always here, it's not misspelled. Always would be like, me and Brother Westover love each other. If I was to die, we're not, we're not together anymore. Well, with Jesus Christ, he's always with you. When you die, he was with you here, and he's with you during death, and he's going to be with you in the kingdom of heaven. That's why that S is left off of there. So this time, um, we finished up the missions in Zacatecas. Remember, it was a, a children's orphanage. Uh, Lauren got to go with me last year. We finished everything up. It is completely done. Laura actually got to experience them bringing in three more children in, into the home. So now there's 23 kids and they're doing great. They go, they, them kids go out there and uh, knock on doors uh, walk down the streets handing out tracts and they're winning souls to Christ and some of these kids are only nine years old. So uh, God kind of closed that door but then again he opened one in Topeka, Mexico and I'll show you where that is. 
But that's the Zacatacus. This is Brother Brian and his wife that ran that children's home. That's their adopted boy. Um, names are just, I've got so many names in my head, I can't remember his name right now. Wyatt. This is the west coast of Mexico. Uh, Baja California is up here. This is the center of Topeka. We went to these two places and this place. This is San Andres Nahirit. San Andres last year when we were down there, I was supposed to go and meet Pastor Alfredo and he calls me up and sends me this video um, of these trees flying across this park. I mean, big trees flying across this parking lot just wiping out cars. And he says, Brother Jenny, do not come. Hurricane. Thanks for calling me because I was just getting ready to get on a bus. So this hurricane came in, and I was watching it on my phone, and hovered over San Andres for two and a half days, and it, it leveled this place. Those people out there, the only thing they want is a church to worship God. That's all they want. You know, you, they could want this, that, the, but they want a church. That's it. The Jesus Maria Cortez is Tewichel Village. They're up in the San Madres Mountains, which is the same or Sierra Mandras Mountains, which is the same as the Sierra Nevada Mountains, just the lower part of it. Uh, these people are direct descendants of the ancient Aztecs. And as we get there, I'll reveal what's going on out there. It's, it's just amazing. These are just some pictures so you can see where we're at in relation to Baja, California. This is all... This Sinaloa right here, thats you do not want to go anywhere near Sinaloa. That's where they captured that alpacos, poncho, or whatever that drug lord is. They captured his son when we were right here. Um, but they don't come down into these mountains. This is like opening up a National Geographic book like I told Pastor and just stepping in. You, you can't book a ticket to these places. It's unbelievable. And just some other zoom outs of the map so you can... Not Harit's the whole state. Topeka is just a little city that we based out of. And to that balloon up in the north, it's a two and a half hour car ride. And me and Jerry's on it. We were in Guadalajara. This is on one of their buses. We're headed to Topeka. It's a two and a half hour ride. First hotel we went to... Banana tree right outside my door so you can walk out and pick your own bananas for breakfast. And the background's to peak. I took the picture so you can see how beautiful the scenery is out there. Uh, we're walking around. We went down there to um, evaluate what was happening down there. We had heard from Pastor Alfredo. He's a good friend of ours. Um, we were just out walking around finding out where everything is and these two Spanish guys come up behind us and said, no, nobody speaks English in here. What do you want? So they kind of helped us out and told us, you know, if we ever needed anything to come and see them. But once you're down there a while, you get to know who speaks English. This is Pastor Alfredo, and that's his wife on the right. This is in downtown Nahirit where the government is. It's, it, it's um, um very unusual that they put the nativity scene up because they're mostly Roman Catholic. So that's why I put that picture in there. Jerry and I are loading food bags with food, water, um, toys for the children. But we're getting ready to go into uh, uh, 
San Andres on the coast. We went to the coast twice and into the Wichel tribe once, so it's kind of split up. Uh, we met at an ox, so it's, I don't know what you guys have around here. It, up home, we have dairy marks around basically every corner. We met him and some of his church people wanted to go, and we prayed at the bottom of the mountain for we went up into there. This is going into San Andres. Um, this is kind of on the way across the river into San Andres. This is the, uh, the gate into the city, so to speak. They really don't have gates. It's just an arch. And you can see some of the destructions from, you know, just the rubble and stuff laying around. This was almost a year ago already. Again, that's where the kids used to play basketball. They didn't have much. But that plate, the facility's completely destroyed. That was a roof. It's gone. And you can see the devastation. Uh, the people were just waiting there for us to come down and pray with them. This little girl, she became my right-hand young lady. Everywhere I went, she was on my side after she found out I had a five-pound bag of candy. But you can, you can see um, they have very little down there, and you see what the hurricane done to the roofs. And sometimes when you're inside there, the wall is, has big cracks in it, and it's just get, it's, they're getting ready to fall down. Um, the lady in the center... We were praying with her because she said that she was praying and praying and praying that the Lord would send somebody. And then here come two Americans. To, I, we didn't know we was going to go down there. But she goes, I, she was so thankful that we came. And you see, she's holding a bag of the food and um, John and Romans that we took down there to them in Spanish. We're all walking down the street. There's a man there. That's pretty much the whole town. That's all the bigger it is. Um, there's a gentleman in here that sold us some property to build that church on. And we were walking down to check out the property. That's his house. Um, we were just strolling around the streets. So, you know, Jerry and I has never been there to see what was going on. Uh, we took a break at this man's house. And I think it's this man. This man had a sore in his foot about the size of a softball. It was horrible looking. Um, pastor took some of his church family down there and some other pastors with him. They put hands on this man. Now, mind you, he was already at Guadalajara, which is, you know, that's a big city. He was down there twice. The doctors couldn't figure out what to do with him. Well, just from them going out and praying with him, and he accepted the Lord. That foot is now completely healed and he's back to work. Amen. These are just pictures of some of the houses showing you, out of all the devastation, they just want a church. That kind of touched me as I was walking around. Um, all these people here, the government trucked them in mattresses, uh, you know, because... The water was three feet thick for a couple of days, or three feet high for a couple of days. It just ruined everything. Um, we're just out walking around, handing out bags and tracks. You can see the tracks in the young man's hand up top. Um, this brother on the right down there with Pastor Alfredo, he's got something wrong with his legs and he's crippled. And he's seen us over there handing out tracks and 
bags and he came over and asked if we would pray with him. So, you know, we all took time to pray with him, tell him about the Lord and what was going on. And he, he went over there and sat down and started reading that track. Even though these folks were all devastated with nothing, they, the, these folks are from the church that went down there with us, so is the bottom right hand picture. They would give you the shirt off of their back. They fed all 12 of us that went down there. And those are actually real tom, tomatillas, how do you say that, tomatillas, that are wrapped in real banana leaves. Um, my partner looked down. <laughs> Because when they do, when they put their shrimp in there, all this is fresh right out of the water. They throw eyeballs and everything in there. So the thing's kind of half out of the shell and half in. And Brother Fox looks at me and he said, I can't eat this. But so I took his shrimp and gave him the breading. All you got to do is pull the tail off. There's my little buddy. Um, this is the man's house, what's left of it, the bottom left and the bottom right to where we're going to build that church. He was inside this house when that hurricane hit. Uh, he's 88 years old and he said he got on his knees and prayed to the Lord to stop this because he didn't know what else to do. I mean, what are you going to do? And he said all he remembers is waking up and it was quiet and he went outside and the sun was out and it was just total devastation. Um, again, this is the road we were walking down to go to his house to look at the property. This is Brother Fox. Do any of you remember Brother Fox? He was here last time with me. Um, he still goes with me, still at it hard. But this is the piece of property outside that man's house. Um, this is the gentleman here that sold us to us. He's the 88-year-old that was inside when that hurricane hit. And this is basically a picture of the property where we're going to build the church. Um, I can strike Gilligan's Island off of my bucket list. I got to climb a coconut tree and drink the milk. It was awesome. But uh, did you know coconut trees come right out of the coconut? Because I didn't. Now, they grow right up out of the coconut. Some more of the devastation at in San Andres. And the government was bringing in mattresses, like I said, by the truckloads. I think five of them followed us in. Um, there's not many cars down there. Those are mostly ours. Um, there's a lot of cowboys and a lot of motorcycles they ride because of, you know, the price of gas. They really can't afford it. Jerry and I felt so bad for these people the first time we were there. I'm thinking... Man, Lord, I've got a nice house. You give us two nice cars. We always have food. We're not wanting for anything. I said, Jerry, let's go Home Depot back in Topeka. And they do have Home Depots, believe it or not. And we looked and we looked and we looked and we finally found a roll of black plastic to take out there and put over their roofs to keep them out of the elements. Um, <laughs> You would have thought you gave them people a check with a million dollars written on it over a piece of plastic. I mean, they were just so thankful. It was incredible. Just some more what we did. And there was a bunch of us out there doing this. It wasn't just Jerry and I. I think 22, 23 of us went from Pastor Alfredo's church. This is some of the worst areas. I mean, it's maybe a wall standing there to... 
This lady was on the way out. She was crippled. And her husband's a fisherman trying to get them back on their feet. Um, Pastor Alfredo met her and her children, so we stopped and prayed with her and gave her one of them bags. Um, and again, all the children, when they, I don't know if it's that Jerry was an albino and, or if, if, if it was, we're Americans and they never seen Americans, but they always come running to us. And we'd hand them tracks uh, and pieces of candy and, you know, just something to lighten them up and give them some hope. That's the basketball court that you've seen from a distance with the roof gone. Uh, you don't see kids really out doing anything because there's nothing left. They're still picking up rubble. That's on in the bottom picture. We're leaving. We're going out of town. When you go across that road, it is 55 minutes across that road to get back just to the base of the mountains to go up over to go into Topeka. And you're basically going through a, it's not a swamp, it's, it's like a marshland. Uh, it's a bird lover's paradise. I've seen things going through there I've never seen before. And I don't, still don't know what they were. But the animals down across that stretch was just beautiful. And that's some of those marshes that we went across. That's Pastor Waldo and his son. Pastor Waldo years ago found it, and if you look him up, it's actually, where's Waldo? He uses that for part of his ministry. He's actually the one that somehow got a hold of somebody and got up into those mountains with those Wichel people, the direct descendants of the Aztecs. And if you see, here there's some Bibles, and here those are Wichel. There was only 25 of them made, and now they have 23 because there's one back on that table and Brother Fox has the other one. But they did not, the, the, him, Pastor Marino Fredo, and a couple other pastors, Rudy, um, I can't remember the other fellow's name, but they read it and, and the interpretation wasn't that of the Texas Receptus, so they kind of booted it to the side. Um, I'll, I'll explain what's going to happen after that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But that's him and his son. That's a missionary house he bought. It's got three bedrooms, three bathrooms. It's really, it's beautiful as you can see for being in Mexico. He bought this place so the Wichel people, the ladies could come down, have their babies because the hospital's right around the corner, um, like three blocks. And after they have their baby and they're well enough, their husbands come down out of the mountain Take them back up into the mountain. Now to get to that mountain, it's a two and a half hour car ride, a three hour boat ride by river, and then you got to walk eight hours. So it's way up in there. But uh, he's the one that started the, min the missionary to the Witchell people. And out of his heart, he, God led him to buy that house to do that for them. And we woke up one morning, there was 14 people laying all over the place. I'm like, where'd they come from? <laughs> Because they're, they're not Spanish, and you'll see what I mean. This is Brother Gilberto, Pastor uh, Alfredo's right-hand man. He's down on the bottom preaching. That's Pastor Alfredo's new church. The first time we got to see it, it's almost tripled in population, the congregation. And their building is twice the size as it was, and it's beautiful. So God is working in their lives, too. Um, when this guy gets to preaching, 
he's on fire. So Brother Fox and I are trying to get away to get him into... There's a theological school in Guadalajara. We're trying to get a way to fund that for that man because I do believe God's calling him to to be a pastor. That's uh, Pastor Alfredo's church outside. Um, Great bunch of folks. They didn't want us to leave. I really didn't want to leave. I love it down there, but great, great group of folks. Pastor Alfredo and Pastor Waldo uh, at the house. We finally... All of us finally met up. These are some of the Witchell people. The pictures don't do it any good, but they're really, really tiny. They're small. And if you look at some of the jewelry back there that they made, that's, they actually wear that around their wrists. So if you put it together, I don't even know how it would fit on this thing. I mean, it's tiny. This is on the way up. We left San Andres. Now we're going up into the Wichel Mountain in the, San, in the Sierra Nevada Mountains. This is actually where Pastor Arlagardia lives. Um, this is their kitchen, part of their kitchen. The building on the right, a missionary a while back built that where they could, it's got netting on it so it keeps the hot sun off of the crops so they could grow a little bit of stuff. Because it's different than Topeak. Um, they grow like mangoes and tree fruit out there, but on the ground, it's very difficult to get anything to grow. It's just basically dust. Uh, pastor Alagardia, he's the Witchell pastor. We picked him up in Topeka so he could show us the way out to this village. This isn't the village up uh, on the river. This is the, the closest village uh, without going on the river, because the, the missionary that had to take us up the river was at the hospital for his wife to have the baby, and that was the previous picture. This is their, their stove where they cook, and that's part of their kitchen. This is the church that is left unfinished. It's probably been sitting that way for 20 years. So we're, we got another... Uh, mission going on so to speak to get trusses doors and windows in that building so they could have a church and the last count I think it's going to cost us about 7,500 American dollars when you go down there uh, the currency exchange rate if you take a thousand dollars down there them people think you're rich 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 so you got to watch what kind of money you pull out of your pocket because the cartel and them people will snatch you up These are the Witchell people. If you notice the bright colors that she has on, uh, they wear that all the time. That's, that's their tribe. Everything on there is hand-stitched. If you were to buy, I asked them if we could buy one. They're like 900 American dollars, and they really don't sell them. But we got there, and the, the people of the little village said, we want to have church, and it was a Tuesday afternoon. We're like, okay, we're sure. So Tuesday afternoon, we preached for two and a half hours and prayed for people for a couple, with, with people for a couple hours. What a blessing. And all the little kids were standing outside the, the building, peeking up over the crack, watching what was going on. So you can see the kids kind of just leaning in. Um, this pretty much their whole village was inside that building to hear church. This lady here, 
in the yellow, her husband left her right after that child was born. So Jerry and I got to talk because we started feeling bad about how she's going to take care of this newborn baby. So they, they wear these handbags. Um, some of our missionary friends like to call them purses. I'm like, that ain't a purse. That's a, a European handbag because they wear them like a lady does a purse. But I bought one from her for 50 bucks, 50 American, just so I knew that baby was going to be taken care of. And then Brother Fox and I gave the pastor, Oligaria, another 700 pesos so we knew that baby was going to be taken care of. Pastor Alfredo's getting ready to preach. Remember I told you about the clothing that's their, that's their tribe? After Brother Fox got done preaching, we all three preached, and then we prayed with people. And after he got done, if you all remember Brother Fox, he's got blue eyes and he's white as a ghost. If you Google Earth him and you see a white dot, that's Brother Fox. <laughs> so, in a lot of ancient indigenous people, albinos are sacred. So here comes this guy. He looks just like an albino. Um... So Pastor Allegard went in and got his preaching outfit, the Witchell preaching outfit, and had Jerry put it on. And uh, he, the, Pastor Allegard actually ended up giving it to him a couple hours later. Cause those people just have a, a heart of gold. They'll give you anything. So you've got to be careful what you say to them because they'll give it to you right off their back and be left with nothing. And I'm like, bro, you can't do that. That's the guy's preaching outfit. The kids are, that we took with us are unloading the bags for the other children to come and get clothes, gifts. And as you can see, it was a frenzy. They, they don't get treated like that very often. Um, see, the little girl found a little bow, and she was just happy and content wandering. And, you know, she's only about this big. She, they're tiny, tiny. And all the other kids are digging through there just having a good old time. These two are married. Like I say, that's their, the, the tribal gear. They wear that all the time. And it just amazed me how, I don't know about you, you ladies might be able to do it, but I couldn't sew that thing with a machine, let alone do it by hand and have it so perfect. That's the bag I bought off the lady to, to help um, support her baby. I have a video, I hope this plays. Once I get to it. Again, the kids are just, they're going through the clothes and, uh, and they, did, they weren't stingy. They were helping each other pick stuff out. And if we ever get the church finished, that's, that lady made this sign that she's going to put on the church door. You know, they don't have a lot of money to make stuff out of wood. And she opened that thing up. And I mean, she was proud of this. And it, it was, you know, pretty good size. She was proud of this because she took it right out of the King James Bible. And we, we don't even know how she got that because they don't have them up there yet. Me and Jerry and the kids, kids and I, and I have a soft spot for kids. And you can see them just holding little teddy bears or a ball or a race car. I, it says it all. They just, they were so thankful for a ball. You give a kid a ball up where I come from in Ohio, they'll kick it out to the curb and never play with it again. The ladies are making us uh, uh, enchiladas. Uh, 
I don't even know what kind of cheese and stuff they put in there, but it was really, really tasty. And all these vehicles are ours. So you're, it's, you're out and it's primitive. It, you know, it's really primitive. They don't have silverware and stuff like that. They use a lot of bamboo. Had to take a nature walk because I was out in the middle of nowhere. I had to go look around. This picture doesn't do it much justice, but that mountain's way in the distance, and it was one of the most beautiful sights I ever seen. Then we heard a, a mule went in. We looked over, and somebody had him tied to a post out in the middle of nowhere. Don't even know where he come from. And uh, the turkeys were all around. I'm a wildlife fanatic. That's why you see some of this stuff. Oh, by the way, I didn't put a picture up on this. But we crossed a sign on the freeway. And I'm like, what's that? He says, it's a tiger crossing sign. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we got tigers down here. And I'm like, great, because you can't have a gun in Mexico. So what are you going to do? <laughs> this is just walking through the villages. That's how they live. Um, that's probably the nicest house I've seen out there. That's... Uh, I can't remember his name, but he hand-carved that ukulele or whatever you want to call it out of a tree and used horse's hair from the tail for the strings. And wait till you hear this. It's, it's, you're going to be shocked. That's Brother uh, uh, Gilberto again. Uh, I really got along with him. That guy, is he's a riot. And, that's Pastor Alfredo. I think Brother Fox and I starting to rub off on him. He's got half the Witchell costume on. He's got a peace sign up. That's, that's out of character for him. So we must have been rubbing off on him that day. This is uh, Pastor Alagardia's house. Nothing in there worked until we left. We went back into town, got supplies, so we could at least have running water from a gravity tank to take a shower. I mean, it. You go out there, your heart falls to your feet for these people. You, um, we think we got it rough. That we don't have it near as rough. Again, I'm a wildlife fanatic and I love flowers. This is a papaya tree right behind his house. And, it had papaya, and that's one of my favorite fruits is papaya. Um, again, just like Gilligan's Island. Me, Jerry, and Pastor Oligardia... We exchanged gifts. I'm Native American, so uh, 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 Chief Yellowhammer out of Arizona made me these copper and brass bracelets where he pounded them. Then I took one to him, and he was just, he was overwhelmed, so he had to find something to give us. So he gave us these two bags, which uh, they, that's what they keep. Everything that they own personal is in them bags. That's how they they don't carry wallets. Witchell, H-U-I-C-H-O-L. These guys, I don't know how they do this, because to get to this, it's crazy. So they make this sauce somehow and bring it down. I don't know if it's in goatskin flasks or what, but they bring it down to this company and they bottle it for them and sell it and, and return parts of the money to the Witchell people so they could come and buy food. Pastor Al, uh, uh, Alfredo, 
This is right across the street from where we were staying. This is her name is Lizeth. She's a friend of his. They're into uh, uh, realty together. Now we're looking at getting a house for a year down there for six hundred and fifty bucks a year paid. Because we're going to be going down there probably for the next three or four years. Six hundred and fifty bucks would probably cover a hotel for ten days. I can rent a whole house down there through these two for a year for six hundred and fifty bucks. And it's not just for me and Brother Jerry, it's whoever wants to go down there to help them people, they'll have a place to stay for free. Um, she she opened up a little breakfast restaurant, I guess you'd call it, right across the street. So Pastor Alfredo just told us to meet him there. He'd feed us and we'd go do our day's work and we'd come back and meet him again the next day. She's a Catholic. Well, after two days at Jerry Fox and I were there, she allowed us to put all of our King James literature in her shop so she could give it out as she's, is that, isn't that a blessing? These are the Witchell people that are in the house. See how tiny that little guy is? I mean, if he opened up to play hide and seek, you could find him just about anywhere. The other little guy was sweeping the steps. I mean, the broom's about five times as tall as he, but he managed. The first picture I showed you where the bananas were, what we, our first hotel we stopped at. This is a restaurant right inside that hotel uh, they, they bus the migrant workers out to the fields and there's a lot of fields out there and they stop here on charter buses and they let them come out to eat and they usually have a bunch of children with them so we dropped off six 25 pound bags of candy and boxes of John and Romans and these are simple plan of salvation bilingual um, and the ladies there, there's five of them. These five ladies handed that everything we dropped off. This is the second year they'd done this. They handed out everything we gave them in less than a week. I mean, it's it, so whoever put them scriptures together in the States, your fingerprints are on someone being saved out there. Praise God. Amen. We went back to San Andres, like I said, because Jerry and I went and got plastic or whatever we could to help. We didn't know what to do. This is our first time down there. Um, the, the guys riding horses were, they wanted us to stop and talk, but you know, when you're on God's time, you got to get to where you got to show up on time. Cause then these people really start doubting you. Um, we took a paramedic with us from Topeka. This young man, his name's Adam. He's learning how to speak English so I, I know I met some servicemen in here. I don't know, did they ever give you a New Testament you put in your pocket when you left boot camp? Well, my church, I looked over and they happened to have a case of them. So I took all of them down there and I gave him one. And he's like, oh, thank you. Now I can use that to practice my English. Well, he was practicing his English, but he was also studying the word of God at the same time. Amen. Uh, Jerry's holding her hand because she had a, a, a gaping wound in the back of her leg it probably would have never healed if that young man went and went out there and cleaned her up um, again we're just out there showing the love of Jesus Christ and giving them people hope and, and you know a lot of them 
nobody ever tells them that they love them or anything. And if you let God work through you and let your light shine, you'll be amazed what can become of it. My little buddy again, I told you, every time I go out there, this girl tracks me down. What a blessing she is. Um, just showing pictures of, you know, doing what we could do to, to better them until we get back down there. And they're already screaming for us to come back down. But we can't go back down there until these Bibles are done. Because to me and Jerry, put the Word of God first. The Word of God will do the work of God. It's just, it's just the way it is. Again, the Word won't return unto him void. That's why we believe in getting his Word out there first. And then follow what he tells us to do. Again, I'm a kid lover. These two little girls, they're just cute as a button. Um, just standing around because there's nothing to do. They fed us again. Um, I had to sit this one out. I don't know what that stuff was. and I, I, I'm, I pretty much try anything, but I don't know what that was, and I wasn't going to try it. That's Brother Adam, a uh, great kid, great kid. I kind of miss him. He, he's got a lot of potential to become a pastor too. And while he's out there interceding with people medically, I mean, what a place to be to start handing people tracks, tell them about Jesus. Again, we were uh, praying with that guy that had the hole in his foot I was telling you about. We stopped seeing him again and we're talking and over here by a tree and over there by a log, we start seeing these kids' head popping up. They'd look, see where we were, and there was a bunch of them. So here they, they knew we had candy, so they wanted a piece of candy. So we took them all out there and lined them up, gave them some tracks and candy. And, you know, these kids went over there and they'd sit down and read that track before they ate that candy. You, you do that up here, that track's going out the window, and the kids eating that candy. They don't care what that paper says. San Andres, I knew we were by the ocean. I told Pastor Alfredo, I know we're by the ocean. I can smell it. And out there, the cattle have, uh, what do you call that, free range? So you kind of got to let the herders get them off the road and go into the other fields. We met this guy, handed him a track. He says, well, I'm born again. Thank you so much. And he told us his name and told us when we get to the beach, I had a little... Um, it's like a cabana hut that the natives built there so they can go out in the summertime and escape the heat because I was down there in January and it was 87 degrees. It was a little toasty and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. So they go out, they walk to the beach and they have, um, it's like Gilligan's Island, like I said, it's palm, palm leaves and they just, they sit out there and swim all day and stay cool. That's the beach. This is their little cabana. As far as you can see north and as far as you can see south, there's no buildings, there's no highways, there's no sidewalks. All it is, um, the way God put it, water, sand, and palm trees and coconut trees. There is no, and they don't want any of that stuff out there. Give something to man, he'll ruin it for you real quick. Uh, we were, we're just leaving the town for the second time, going back out. Uh, some of the devastation and uh, 
some of the coconut trees, you know, some of them are 80 feet tall. And I, I asked Pastor, I says, what if one of them coconuts come down 80 feet and hit you in the head? And he says, well, just hope you ain't underneath the tree. And I'm like, well, that's not an answer. But those things have to be strong for a hurricane to come in there and blow for two days and they're still standing. I just, I couldn't believe it. And some of the houses and the devastation that, you know, they're, they're not whining, crying to the government. They're doing the best they can with what God left them. I'm a sunset fanatic too. That's coming back. You want to be back home and out of there before dark, especially coming up and down them mountains. If you break down, you, know, you don't know what's going to crawl out of that woods. The Witchell people. The picture you've seen with the man, woman, the child, and the little baby, this, that's him. That's Brother Castillo. This is up in the witch, the, one of the main reservations. If you look closely, you can see the river that you've got to come down. And they have like a base camp by the river where you park the boat. And a lot of times you, you can rent donkeys, and don't ask me how they get them out there, to ride up and down the mountains, but some of those mountains are so steep, even a donkey can't go up and down. They have ropes that they actually pull themselves up and rappel down. Um, this is a revival that Brother Castillo started right before we got there. Look at all them people. That's all Witchell. Now, with that being said, these people don't have the written word of God out there. They, they, they don't have it. They get it from people like us that go in there and listen to us. As we speak, there's 5,000 Witchell King James Bibles being printed in Greenwood, Indiana, bearing precious seed. As soon as these, I know the proof text are finished, the proof text, the plates are now being made and we're going to start running production. And as soon as we get them done, collated and run through the glue binder over at Seedline, get them boxed up and get them sent to Guadalajara, Brother Fox and I is off because I want to be in the center of that. There's a great revival getting ready to break out down there, and I want to be right in the middle of it. There's my little buddy. This is the first picture I took when we got out there. She's, I told you, her nose knew everywhere I was. That's the candy we're handing out to other children. The parents even come out to get some and wanted to know what we were doing. Even the cow was a little curious. That's Brother Raymond Smith at Bearing Precious Seed. We are setting up an account through him. So when I, as I go through the churches and explain to them what God's doing in Mexico, he's going to have an account set up. So whoever wants to donate to this Witchell project can send it right to Bearing Precious Seed. And that money goes directly for the manufacturing, the printing, and getting them scripture down to Mexico. Um, I hope this works. This is the same two people you saw before. They wanted to play a song for us and praise God. Listen to this. Isn't that amazing? For he whittled that thing out of a tree. I couldn't whittle a spear, let alone a guitar. But there's Jerry and I, uh, the two pictures you've already seen. We, 
we call it we call it our ministry word to the world it don't matter where we go if there's a missionary out there that needs us we get a phone call we're gone and you know we're not excluding in the united states but it's kind of weird nobody in the states they just don't seem to they're not hungry for the word of god they're not on fire you go down there, I'll guarantee when you come home, it'll change your life the way these people treat the Word of God. It is unbelievable. They actually treat it like it's sacred, like it should be, instead of being put on the back burner. And that's the end of the presentation. But... I would like to end the presentation with this. That the word of God being put out there in that, in that Wichel um, indigenous region, it's never been done before. So you're actually going to be part of history. People say it's hard to believe that there's uh, areas of the world that don't have the written word of God. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. Um, we just need people with a will and heart to go to them areas and 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 find them. Um, that's to disciple somebody's getting really really tough right now, and I think we discussed that a little bit. Um, but don't shut God out. Let Him do with you what He wants to do, and you'll be surprised the things that the doors that He will open for you to disciple to somebody else, and and so on and so on. We need people to stand up for the word of God now because take a look at what's going on. The signs are here, folks. We're in the last times. It's not coming. We're here. So remember, I, I told you to remember number 40. And before I get too far ahead of myself, as we go out and do these things for the Lord, you know, it's not always easy um, we get tempted and tested along the way. Um, and if you look at the Hebrew word tempted, it's basically meaning a test or evaluate something. Uh, Jerry and I ran into a couple of snags here a few months ago. And we were being tested. And, you know, the reason I think that you're being tested because um, God, God's testing your faith to see how strong it is. Um, after all, what's faith without it being tested? Anybody can say, I have it. But when you get prosecuted and trodden down and threw under the bus, what do you do? Do you give up or do you keep going? I've learned to just, God said he'd take care of that kind of thing. So I just turned it all over to him and kept on trucking. And he's opening doors left and right. And I can't keep up with them all, but I'm trying. Um with that number 40, what I was wanting to tell you is that in the Bible, number 40 is associated with periods of time certain individuals are being tested. Look at Israel. Wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because of being disobedient to God. Um, I mean, they murmured and complained about everything. After And then God would come back and take care of them. They'd turn their back on him again. And Moses and Elijah, they, they fasted for 40 days. The flood was 40 days and 40 nights. Caleb was 40 years old when Moses sent him to spy out the land of Canaan. 
And we just had a discussion about Caleb in the back. And I said, that's funny, brother, because Caleb's in this message. So the one thing that sticks out in my mind about this 40 is right after John the Baptist baptized Jesus and, and the Spirit led him up into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And he fasted for 40 days up there. We won't read it for the time, but it's in Matthew 4, 1 through 11, these three temptations. And every time Jesus used the word of God to defend himself, just like it says in Ephesians. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 to be exact. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. To where you can throw off his fiery darts. Because when you're working for God, he's coming at you, brother. And even right after you get saved, he's, he's going to come after you. Satan does not want you to do the work of God. He, he wants his word to return to him void. But that's not going to happen. You and I know that. So again, uh, all of the periods of time is to test your faith. The message here to me is very clear. Our faithfulness to God is vital to His purging the effects of evil and wickedness from every part of our lives and the world. You know, Jesus was the only one that was perfect. If we were all like Him, we wouldn't need Him. But I don't think we are. As a matter of fact, I know we're not. So we do need Him. He was tempted three times up there, just like we're still tempted today. Number one, your physical needs and desires. He was tempted. He was hungry. He was tired. That's when Satan come down to get him, when he was most vulnerable. And that's what he does to you. Number two, the possessions and the accompanying power that come with them. And third, which God hates is pride. See, Jesus was in all points tempted like we are, but yet he was without sin. Amen? So just as John prepared the way for Jesus to come into the world, we too are to prepare the way for unbelievers. You see, a person that doesn't believe, don't understand the things that we do because their eyes are blinded and their ears are deafened because they don't have the Holy Spirit in them to decipher things. When you become a born-again child of God and you start studying the word isn't that isn't it funny every time you read the same scripture you get a different meaning and he shows you something else that's the Holy Spirit showing you things unbelievers don't get that that's why I worded to go out and to disciple the people um, to, to get them to understand so to get the non-believers to believe and accept the Holy Spirit because um, one day we're either going to Uh, be baptized by the Holy Spirit, or we're going to be baptized by the fire of His wrath, one or the other. I mean, that's the only choice we have. So it's our job to go out there and and, uh, minister to these unbelievers so that uh, they can understand the mysteries of God's Word. Just as the children of Israel wandered for 40 years in the wilderness, we too wander and suffer in the wilderness of our own world when we're unfaithful to God. But God's also also used the wandering to harden His people for the battles to come to take the promised land or to claim whatever He has sent you out to do, meaning whatever ministry you have, He does those things to make you stronger in your faith. So you can move forward. And he still does today. 
In closing, we must stay busy for God. Because the more we're doing for Him, the less we have to worry about the sin of omission. And if we're in His will and He's leading and He's guiding us, the less we have to worry about the sin of commission because He's showing us what to do and where to go. So my friends, I hope this was a blessing to you as much as it is to share with you what God is doing in my life and what He's doing around the world. And if I start talking about them kids, I'm going to start crying, so we're not going to do that. But my heart is so much set out there in Mexico for those people. They, they're on fire and eager to get the Word of God. We're having a hard time getting it there. But I assure you, when it gets there, Jerry Fox and I will be there and spreading out the love of Jesus Christ because those are his children too. Remember red, yellow, black, or white? We are precious in His sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. That's all of us. That's just not one color. God doesn't look at a color. God looks at your soul. He loves each and every one of you. And with that being said, Pastor, it's all yours, brother. Thank you so much for your attention. God bless you all. That was good. Uh, I want to ask Everett and, <clears throat> excuse me, Jace, would you guys get the offering plates? Would you do that for me, please? <clears throat> Thank you, brother, for that. Yes, sir. My I want to pray in just a moment, and and I'm going to pray, and then we're going to pass the plates around. And before you start thinking about money, um, I just want you guys to uh, respond to what was said. If God dealt with you about something, um, just say yes to him, whatever it was in this prayer, and then commit it to him and ask him to show you and help you and, and bless you. And, and if you're not saved, um, that picture of that presentation, that was all about Jesus just doing this, just reaching out his hands to people, Amen. saying, come unto me Amen. and be ye saved, all ye ends of the earth. And Jesus loves those precious children. And and so, boy, I just thank you so much for coming and bringing that presentation. And we want to be a part of what you're doing here. So, um, you know, what, whatever is given here is going to go to Brother Jerry and to his ministry. And he's going to use it as the Lord leads him. And I don't have any doubts about that at all. And so just if you want to help, like I said in, in, in our study in Third John, we can be fellow helpers together with this brother. And we're helping him. We, we have our hands in it too. And yeah, the way we do it is, is with our money and with our prayers. But maybe God's calling you to do something more. And that'd be wonderful. If he is, just say yes. Just say, Lord, I don't know what it is maybe right now, but maybe you'll show me. But right now, I just say, at least I'm willing. So let's bow our heads and pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, as we are still before you, I pray that if you've, if you've spoken to one of your children here today uh, about something in particular, a special call or or about uh, giving toward this ministry. Um, Lord, you've laid uh, something upon their hearts. And I pray during this time, Father, that you just help them to discern what that is. Uh, Lord, there might be something that you want us to do, that you want someone here to do, and, and we're strugg struggling with being willing to do it. When, when we ought to pray, not my will, but thine be done, but we struggle with just surrendering to you, letting you have your, your way with our lives. 
I pray, Father, for that that person, maybe that, Lord, you just make us willing. Sometimes when we're not willing, we need you to help us to be willing. And, Lord, um, I just pray, Father, just give time here to tarry for just a moment that you just work in the hearts of your people. Thank you so much for the Myers and pray that you'd bless them and protect them, guide, uh, give them, uh, Lord, uh, doors of opportunity to be used in greater ways. We pray for those precious souls down there and and, uh, we pray for those to be saved. We pray for this this tribe and this Bible translation project, we pray, Father, that you would just uh, that you would bless that, and Father, that you'd send your word out speedily. And Lord, I pray that you'd, Lord God, just we know you're coming back soon, but in the meantime, help us to be faithfully serving you, and Lord, to be waiting and watching. We know we're in the last days. God, I pray that you'd have mercy upon our own people, our own zip code here. We pray for souls to be saved in Racine as well. Help us to be faithful, to be missionaries all around the world, but missionaries right here in our own, our own backyard. In Jesus' name, amen. So as the plates are going around, just everything that's put in there will go to the Myers, unless you put it in an envelope and say you want it to go to the church uh, general fund. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So you can go ahead if you want and stand back there by the table. Take your time and and talk to the Myers here. Um, I'm interested in that brother that's called to preach that needs training. I want to see how I can help with that. Yeah. So um, isn't God good? Isn't God good? Is yeah. And and uh, bearing precious seed that is a great ministry to be a part of, and I'm so glad they're putting the Bible into the Witchell language. So uh, it's exciting stuff. I'm glad I came to church tonight. All right, let's stand to our feet and have uh, Brother uh, Randy Ryber close us in prayer, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for a nice evening, and thank you for Brother Jerry bringing his message to us tonight, Lord. We just ask that you go with him and his 